coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. We are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dynasty Grind. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts. In fact, it's just a DLF podcast at this point, which is probably, we should probably talk about that at some point, but we're doing interviews now. And the next one up is Jay Stein. Um, I give his at some where to follow in the episode, so I'm going to hurry on because I, I gave myself a time limit for these introductions. Um, what to say about Jay? Uh, he's much newer to content creation than our previous two interviews, and I really had a good time talking to him, and I think he's trying to quantify a lot of the stuff we talk about in terms of value and micro-markets, and I think it's a really interesting idea. I strongly recommend you check him out on Twitter and go take a look at the article that he's got pinned there because it's really it really could be very useful for trying to take ourselves out of a lot of the value conversations that we have. Check it out. Thanks. Bye. Bye? Not bye. I'm about to talk to you for 30 minutes. Dang it. You're at the dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. The dynasty crossroads that film and analytics create. Who are you and what do you do? (laughs) I've decided that's a thing now. I'm just going to start asking that to start off. So, like, who the hell are you and what do you do? Yeah, so, um, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, My name is Jay Stein. Uh, You can find me at underscore Jason Stein on Twitter. I'm a writer for Dynasty Nerds. I do the Intelligent Fantasy Football Investor series for them. I got eight volumes out now. There's no paywall. You can go and read them for free right now. Um, I also do Devi content for them. So sort of analytical profiles, mock drafts, rankings, stuff like that on the Devi side. Um, I'm very new to publishing. I've only been publishing for them for since February. I'm not as experienced as Mike or Nate, your other two guests, but I really appreciate you, you know, the opportunity to come on and share what I'm working with, working on. Yeah, seriously, don't worry about it. You're doing more for me than I'm doing for you, and that's cool. <laughs> no, I have someone to talk to on Tuesday night. It's the best. <clears throat> New to the Dynasty space, like you said, but that's not what you do. Like, um, your number one thing is like the PE ratio, I think is the term I've seen on the on the articles you've published so far. Uh, yeah, so uh, the PE ratio means uh, price to earnings. And basically, it's a... Um, a multiple or ratio analysis used in investments world. And I'm basically bringing that to the fantasy football world to try and come up with um, what a player's fundamental value is. So my process is not very dissimilar from what you talked about on the dynasty grind a few weeks back where you looked at talk about a lot of stuff. Most of it I'm making up. You're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 
the end result for me, what I'm trying to do is accumulate KTC. So in the stock market, you invest uh, to make money. And my goal in fantasy football is to invest and make KTC. Um, and KTC is just uh, the keep trade cut dynasty calculator, the, the number that each player has. So uh, value as a strategy to me is just about the discrepancy between what a player's price is and what a player's true fundamental value is. Price and value are different. They're not the same thing. We have a good idea about what price should be or what is what it is. It's um, what you pay via trade or where you select a player in a draft. But just because you um, pay a specific price for a player, it doesn't mean that's um, what he's worth. So um, how should you come up with what a player's fundamental value is? Um, And that's where the P.E. ratio comes in. So in, um, in investing, the P.E. ratio is price per share divided by earnings per share. It's basically how a company's earnings relate to the company's price on the market. And it helps you come up with how to determine what a value of a company is. So I'm taking that P.E. ratio and applying it to fantasy football. And the premise here is that we should value fantasy players similarly, where uh, we value them based on the relationship between what a player's price is and his earnings are. And um, so this is how I've set it up. Price is a player's KTC number. Um, so KTC equals price. And fantasy points on a per game basis, so fantasy points per game, are a player's earnings. And you put it together, so you have the player's PE equals his KTC divided by his points per game. And I actually divide that by 10 for to make the numbers sim- simpler to use. So how do you use it? Uh, when you're comparing similar assets, like for like apples to apples, the lower the PE, the more value you get from that player. So the more fantasy points you're getting per unit of KTC. So if you look at um, currently Jamar Chase has a PE of 50 and Justin Jefferson has a PE of 52. When you're looking at those two players, um, they're, you know, both have similar production levels, similar age, similar upside potential. Um, Jamar Chase, because he has the lower P, you're getting more points per game per unit of price per unit of KTC. And so I would say Jamar Chase would be uh, have more value than Justin Jefferson at the moment. So that's the first part kind of explaining what a PE is. What do you think? That's cool. Um, so what do you do now that it's broken? Now that it's officially broken? You know, now, now that Jamar Chase is valued more than Justin Jefferson, where where do you start again? I assume that's what you're saying. Like, you're gonna, you have to scrap this thing. It's not right. <laughs> uh well that wasn't it wasn't the case uh before you know uh, three, <laughs> three months three months ago and here's the thing like i'm not these are this is player agnostic so i'm not saying jamar chase or justin jefferson one's better than the other if you go to keep trade cut the site and right. uh, and you plug in players or look at their rankings uh based on you know the um how people decide to do keep trade cut um right uh, their questions, uh, it gives each of those players and picks like a number that assigns to them. And then when they try and um, when they do a, a trade calculator, they take that number and they kind of match up the numbers and add them up so that they equal out at the end. And that's how you can kind of get to an equal trade. Since everybody's using it, you're kind of coming up with what consensus kind of views each one of these players. And, and that's kind of what I want to have. I want to have the consensus view of what the price should be for each one of these these guys. Have you tried other values? Like you mentioned Mojo, or you could 
just used a different trade calculator to be fair and found better or worse results or is just just the one that makes sense and from your results it seems to work really well so you ran i actually i actually started this whole process a year ago using adp um yeah. <laughs> and i basically just revert i reversed adp it it didn't really come off very well the the oh, no. of the content oh. um the readers of the content were like, well, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to use this? When, when can I use it? And it wasn't very clear. As soon as I switched it to KTC. Uh, Cause it's the, one that's like you said, it's more to do, like most people on average, again, feel that way about a player. So it makes more direct sense to them. I get it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's less customized. Then this becomes more of a tool. I mean, I can talk about what, how, and when you'd use this for when you're going through a draft, but it becomes like a, a tool that you can use when you're trading uh, and when you're evaluating, evaluating your roster and who you want to, you know, trade um, or, you know, buy onto your, onto your squad. Right. All right. Um, so that's, is that the main thing you do is where you're starting or is it the main way you view dynasty? Yeah. Like you're mostly interested in acquiring better numbers through the, through this ratio that's how you yeah. approach trades and drafting and not completely but sorry yeah so um the follow-up here is you know we've created this pe ratio for the players and you can use it to compare other players but then i go a step further and i try and come up with the fundamental value for each player and you know like when i started i talked about you know what a player's price is so is ktc and then uh, how you compare that to his fundamental value and the players that, you know, their price and their fundamental value differ. That's where we can create some extra KTC. And that, that's the whole goal is to create more KTC for yourself. So the way I come up with the, the fundamental value is um, I mentioned like for like, uh, and what I do is I separate the players into clusters. Um, so the clusters are similar production levels, similar age ranges and similar potential. Um, and the same position. Um, and so uh, it, clusters are basically sort of the next level up from rankings or tiers. Uh, and I guess my thought process here is it doesn't make sense to compare Justin Jefferson to Adam Thielen because they should trade at different valuations. They're at different points right. in their careers. Their points per game are in different tra- trajectories. Justin Jefferson's points per game are going up or you know, kind of peaking Adam Thielen's is on the way down. So they shouldn't trade at similar PEs that you can't really compare them. So basically... Um, I take clusters and then use that to come up with fundamental value. And I'll give you an example here. So using the top wide receiver cluster um, of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, um, basically the cluster is guys that I think can get 18 points per game and are under 26 years old. I think this is Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So Chase trades it currently at a KTC of 8,800 and his consensus points per game are 17.7. So the PE for him would be 8,800 divided by 17.7 divided by 10. So you get a P of 50. Then you compare that to Justin Jefferson. If you go through the same exercise, you, he gets a P of 52. Um, so then if you take the average of those two, um, so 50 and 52 for Chase and Jefferson, you get an average P of 51. And I'm sort of using reversion of the mean to come up with a, a, a fundamental value. So these like then the point is, is the like-for-like players should trade at a similar PEs over time. So that means their PE will revert to the group average over time. So I take that 51 PE, the average of 50 and 52, and sort of reverse out of the other way, the, the equation, uh, t- take the 51 for Jamar Chase times the 17.7 projected points per game. Now their 
similar valuations, but different points per game. And you get a target price for Jamar Chase of 9,000 ish. So his target price is 9,000 and he's currently trading at 8,800. So I think he has 2% upside. And then you do that for everybody. So you come up with a fundamental value for, for every player in the database, give them a target price, and you can kind of see what their upside or downside is. And again, we're doing this by clusters. So we're comparing like for like. Um, Justin Fields doesn't get compared to Tom Brady. He's getting compared to Trey Lance and uh, Trevor Lawrence in, in his cluster. Um, and then once you you have a fundamental or intrinsic value for everybody, you can um, come up, uh, you can give buy or sell recommendations based on the guys that you have conviction on. So that's the, kind of the fun part. Um, you're not only telling a uh, you know, fantasy player to buy a certain player, but you're also telling him what you think his KTC price should be and what that potential upside is if you're right. So for example, you can say like buy Christian Kirk, a target price of 4,325, which is so currently disagree with the 26, 26% um, upside from current levels. And I think that's a different way to give a recommendation where, you know, the person that's giving the recommendation can be held accountable very specifically for what they're, what they're telling. Um, and you can mm -hmm. kind of tell a, a, a conviction levels and that, you know, when I first started, I said, you know, this was about value and accountability. And so I'm in this accountability point piece of it. I'm, I'm actually measuring my results and I have a track record and I can give that track record. It's readily available at any time. Um, well, that's and what so, I was going to ask. Like, uh, yeah. what the back testing look like? What were the what was some of the highlights from doing this last year, for example? Yeah, so uh, I've been giving public recommendations since February, um, and so far, I the you know the end result is I've added uh, seventeen hundred in KTC, um, and I've closed out. 16 trades and I've hit on nine of them. So that's 56% ish uh, hit rate. But um, the ones that I've hit on so far, I've far outweighed the ones I've missed on. So when I'm hitting, I'm hitting big. So back in February, uh, in my first article, uh, one of my first articles, I, I said you should sell Tyreek Hill. Um, that was back in February 10th of 2022. When I put on that sell, his KTC was about 6,000. Um, I put a target KTC price of 5,050 on him. You know, uh, fast forward a few months later, uh, May 30th comes around. I decide I'm going to take this sell off. Um, when I close that, his price on KTC was 5050 So basically exactly what I was hoping for um, when I put his target price on him back in February. So that is... How uh, long does uh, that correlate to the ADP? Because obviously um, it's not going to be exact because you're that updates not just for where he's being drafted, but some of the other values you've got in there. So, yeah. So KTC and ADP don't necessarily core aren't necessarily the same. So when you look at KTC, those rankings will be different than what you see on ADP. And a lot of that is there's more people drafting. And so you'll see a lot of ADP than there are people using the KTC site and the KTC site is, uh, you know, focused mostly around trading. So, like a guy like, um, say, A.J. Dillon. Once you draft him on your team, you can get him for like running back 25 or something like that. But once you draft him on your team, his KTC price is up so much because everybody thinks he's going to break out. And so when you try and trade for him, uh, you have to pay a lot more than what you would if you just drafted him in a startup. Um, and so it, KTC and uh, the ADP don't necessarily line up exactly. 
how you think they might. No, um, but is there a is there a connection though? If a player's gone up and down, presumably he must have gone up and down in ADP to different degrees. At least yes, sentiment. There... ADP and sentiment are not going to be the same thing, but relatively it should be some level of connection. Like Tiger Kill, presumably his sentiment has gone down, reducing his KTC, which means he sh- there should be some relatively uh, relative drop in his ADP as well. Definitely. Um, I when I when I put this track record together, I wasn't tracking. He went from an ADP at this level to an ADP of that level. But I do completely agree that um, it is interrelated there. Um, and, and you hit it with sentiment because I think that that's, you know, that's if his sentiment is cooling on KTC, it's definitely cooling on ADP as well. Um, no, I like it. It's trying to it's trying to quantify a few things we talk about. Um, Mike, it's, it's trying to um, take full advantage of not just markets, but specifically micro markets, by projecting where values players' values should be based on what he's done and where he currently is being drafted. But instead of just using ATP, you're giving it a better number because of community sentiment directly from the website, um, and so you're more actually more more accurately able to more accurately able to predict players who are going to move down, if not relatively in ADP. Like thing about ADP is we constantly talk about draft round, but that's not even like the 101 is different to the 112 and the drop from the second pick to the third round, second round to the third round isn't even. And so you found a number that is a little bit more trackable and comparable from one to the other. Um, and I like it. I like the idea. Do you ever find yourself um, encouraged to disagree with it? Yeah, so I um fairly player agnostic when I'm looking through this model. Uh, try to be. I, I, you know, I also do Debbie work where, you know, I try and figure out who's going to be good and not. Um, and that kind of gets into like a, a concept I write about, about, you know, a good player versus a good investment. Um, so in my opinion, um, good players can be both good or bad investments depending on where their price is versus, um, you know, where their fundamental value should be. And bad players can be good or bad investments. Um, so you you can get in a situation where you really like a player um, and you, you don't think what the value is is right. So there, there's a couple ways to deal with that. Um, you can put, you know, part of this process is putting players in clusters. So if you have a positive view on a, on a player, um, you can put him in a, in a better maybe cluster than you maybe the consensus would think he would be in. Um, the other thing uh, that this model does accommodate for, but I try not to do it, is, you know, I'm using um, a consensus 2022 points per game when I'm calculating this. Uh, you can customize this whole thing and sort of add your own 2022 projections in there um, on a points per game basis. So if you said, I really like this player, I think that consensus has his points per game wrong. Um, AJ Dillon shouldn't be at a 11 points per game consensus. Uh, I think it should be 15. You can actually plug in the 15 in there, calculate the new PE, and it'll give you a different price target and um, a different upside. Uh, so that will change your conclusion based on that. Uh, but for the most part, the way I, I let my process works is, you know, I'm not smarter than the guys 
that are spending their all their time that have the connections to with the team to come up with what this consensus points per game should be. Um, so I try and kind of leave things at consensus. I don't try to dig in there and try and say, hey, you know, Mike Clay is wrong on this projection. It should be this. No, I, um, I get it. You're combining the energy of crowd projections that we know ADP, for example, gets this much right. And then we can just disagree in a few spots with the fact that player sentiment changes much more rapidly than ADP, especially DLF ADP. It's on the floors and it can really update with something like keep trade cut. And you're trying to actually quantify what you get for what you're getting. I understand. I think if anything, the only thing I'd say is you need to be a little more excited about it. I get it, Jay. You've got all this math. You know, you need to walk me through step by step because I don't, I, I don't math. Um, but it's okay to just say, yeah, I fixed fantasy football. Basically, I figured it out, right? And I've tracked myself, and I'm making a profit. And you all uh, losers, and you need to get on board. Because honestly, I mean. I've got some issues. I like to take my own shots. And like you say, you want to disagree at certain spots. But I like the idea of trying to make it, trying to take yourself out of it more and also trying to take the players out of it more by being player agnostic, as you said, and just trying to be honest with yourself. And it gives you a way of tracking. And I really like that idea. And I've, I've checked out the first article, which is your pinned tweet, so they can go and literally read through this process because I'm probably going to have to cut some of it just because we're going to try and get down to 30 minutes. Um, and even the article, you know, there's a lot of math going in there that, you know, is just a bit too piecemeal to write out. So as simple as it sounds, you're doing really good work there, understandably, as a man who does numbers for work. So I get it. And um, I really like the process. I really do like the thought behind it. I just hate it, too, because my shots are the best shots. Screw, screw your value. Um <laughs> I was going to ask one thing. Well, a couple of things. You sent some graphics over of like the top so many buys and the top so many sells right now. Um, how do you, how does someone just looking at your results? Because going through the process is awesome for a little dick like me. But um, you're just a player. You see the two lists. It, simple equations, my mind, goes trade the one list for the other. So right now you've got Lamar Jackson as a, trade for and Joe Burrow as a trade away. So you go, do you take Lamar Jackson and try and get Joe Burrow? Is that the basic concept or am I simplifying it down way too far? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's a lot of what it is. It's actually, you got that reverse. So Joe Burrow is a sell oh, and Lamar Jackson awesome. is a buy. That just must be mine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of what, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to basically trade for players that have similar points per game projections but trade at a lower uh price so um say for instance you have like a uh, pat mahomes or a justin herbert um uh, justin herbert is he's projected to score 21 points per game um this year and he trades at uh 9976 ktc so you know one of the very very top assets um lamar jackson you know, he's projected to get 20.7 points per game and he trades at um, uh, basically 7,900 on KTC. And, you know, there's projected to get both get the same points per game. So what I'm advocating is you take Justin Herbert, who's in a the similar uh, cluster with Lamar Jackson, um, 20 points per game under 30 years old, uh, and you trade um, Herbert for uh, Lamar Jackson, you get the same points per game. You get uh, an extra draft pick 
or whatever. Um, and yeah, you're right. The idea, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the the idea here would be to you know kind of trade one list off the other, so you can do that. Of course, with... the list is probably a lot bigger than your top ten or whatever. Then that's why that's what I thought I was simplifying. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a name off these two lists. Check out Jay's work on Dynasty Nerds. You'll see a lot more names. I'm guessing as you start yeah. to push out more articles. So. No, it's a really interesting concept. Um, do you have favorites? Ones you feel particularly confident right now? Because, again, I, I can read out the list, but I don't think anyone cares to hear me do that. And also, they should literally go read the free article pinned to your timeline. So. Yeah, so, um, you know, in terms of conviction levels, um, I'm pretty high on Justin Fields. Um, and, you know, when I'm coming up with a fundamental value, I'm comparing Justin Fields to Trey Lance and um, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not looking at, you know, um, how Justin Fields compares to Tom Brady. Uh, and so when I look at how, where Justin Fields is versus Trey Lance and, and Trevor Lawrence, um, and I think they're very similar uh, potential guys. Um, I think they all, you know, have a chance to be pretty good and score a lot of points. Um, but Justin Justin Fields is trading much lower than and those those guys on the KTC level. Um, so you know he'd be one that um, I'm pretty um, pretty confident in him on top buys. Uh, it's I also, if you just live on Twitter like myself, that's where all my information comes from. I just read Twitter. Like there's such a strong Justin Fields hive, you'd think he was trading at significantly higher but keep trade card is going to be more accurate at that so that's interesting yeah so then at um at wide receiver um you know i've been on deontay johnson for a while um he scores a lot of points and kind of gets uh pushed down quite a bit um he, that trade hasn't worked out so far i'm still waiting for you know sort of a catalyst of playing games the fact you might not because you could have got him cheaper now maybe but i yeah. definitely like the player i think that's because of his points per game you're right um, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I'm I'm kind of uh confused by him. I understand that you know there's some healthy guys coming back in Hawkinson and and Swift and and you get you drafted a first round uh pick in, in Jameson Williams. But this is a you know a young guy that performed very well last year, and usually in those scenarios, uh, they're usually overvalued. Um, and this is one where you're still able to get Amon Ross St. Brown fairly cheap. Again, we're not talking about how good a player is. We're talking about you know how many points he scores versus his peers. The um, cold, so, hard realization of having to start a lineup every week. It might suck. Again, you're trading for players that apparently have been adjusted too far based on what they already put up. Points per game is as sticky as anything else from the next year. And despite the reading of situation and the tendency of coaches, I saw, yeah, I really don't hate that. It does bring up a question for me, though, which is what do you do with rookies? Like, how much yeah, do you so, like David Bell? Like, to the moon? Or, or, or also Jalen Talbot? Like, the top two, obviously. Maybe maybe Burks up there. Uh, so, you know, rookies are interesting. So in when I first started this series, when I first write, started writing, it was in February. So I was using, actually, 2021 actual points per game. And um, then, you know, towards the summer, once we started getting people's projections, I switched over to 2022 projected points per game. So before the switch, um, I was basically sort of ignoring um, rookies at the time. And, and then once we made the switch um, to 2022 projected, then that's when rookies became came in the model. And my expectation was that there would be a whole lot of rookies on my sell list because generally <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> those, those projections Expected say, points for rookies kind of low, maybe. 
background. Yeah, those right, exactly. Those projectors will go and they'll they'll and they'll haircut those things because how many of these guys actually work out and actually, you know, get into good tiers. And so, you know, part of the process is put it, where to put them in the clusters. So that, that has to do with, you know, my um, Debbie work and, you know, uh, prospect evaluation and, and trying to figure out which tiers they should fit in, which tiers they should be valued at. Um, and so the conclusion, you know, after I, I got all the, the info inputted in there, I, I figured, you know, their KTC prices would be super high because everybody wants these rookies and their PPGs would be super low. So their PEs would be off the charts and um, I'd have a whole bunch of cells in the list. And uh, I actually only came up with through that whole process. I only came up with one buy and one sell. Uh, Wayndale Robinson was a buy for me. Um, I actually, you know, put a buy on uh, it went up. And I closed out the the trade by, you know, downgrading him from a buy to a hold and made a profit on him. So he's no longer on my buy list. And the on, on the sell was James Cook. Uh, and so I currently have about 15% downside to where he is. Um, um, so those are the those are the two nice. rookies that actually showed up on on this on the sheet, even though I was expecting a whole bunch of rookies to be on the top cells. What I like about it is you can you can apply. You can go and look at the cold hard facts, as it were, using something realistic like points per game and expected points. Um, and then you can just go look for who's on your roster that you may be a little unsure on, or you can go and look for someone that you like that you honestly want to value more than others that's on the trade four list and do it that way. You don't have to go down the list one by one. It's just giving you a value to guide yourself. And I like it a lot, Jay. Um, well, Jay, I really appreciate you coming on. Actually, it's nice to meet the man who sold fantasy football. You can check out Jay's article on Dynasty Nerds. I'm assuming you're going to be posting regularly on Dynasty Nerds with some trade suggestions and stuff like that so people can get a sense of what to do and what it means and also uh, get the feel of it themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I put trade suggestions in there. I, I, t- I bring a lot of investment concepts in. So, you know, I talk Neat. about like scenario analysis, the sensitivity analysis. I try to bring behavioral finance in there and talk about, you know, different subjects um, like that and different catalysts. And so, I mean, you know, I'm trying to, you know, bring, you know, the lessons learned from investing in the stock market to fantasy football as it relates to this concept. So, you know, it's a, it's a fun, entertaining fun, way, fun way, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it's fun. Um, uh, you can check out Jay at underscore for fancy people, I guess. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> at underscore Jason uh, Stein on Twitter. And like I said, his pinned tweet takes you straight to the article. Or you can just check out Dynasty Nerds and to read his articles. Because honestly, hey, it's shirt. really interesting. <laughs> he is wearing a DLF shirt, so it's all fine. Yeah. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the plays, no. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that, I, I like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore. I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road. 
go Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays though He enumerates the plays, they're analytical Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays though Pete and Numo, it's a place they're analytical.